check, check, one, two, okay. and we're back. And we're been back. about an hour and a half. We had uh, bagel sandwiches in the car, and we're about two hours from Vegas. So let me tell you a little bit about Mailchimp. <laughs> Mailchimp is a, all across the board. So, uh, okay, so not sponsored. <laughs> we are not sponsored. Question: Trojan condoms. We are Magnum condoms. Dude, Magnum's a lot um, anyway, Magnum condoms and mechanics gloves. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> and Juanita's torture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Juanita, mommy, hit us up. Okay, so seriously, so you were just saying how you need to be number one. Yeah. Once you're number two in the relationship, you're done. So my question to you is, do you think? Okay, here's a scenario. You meet a woman. Who you know is in a polyamorous relationship. Say, okay. say, take like uh, so, something like Marie's, like my my situation. Yeah. So like you meet Marie, she's like, or not Marie exactly. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Hypothetically, like, she's like, I have a husband. We're in this polyamorous relationship. We don't really have any restrictions around what other relationships are like. Really into you, but my husband's always going to be my number one. Okay. Do you do you think that's something that you? And if not, why do you feel that you that that wouldn't align with like what you want in life or in relationship? I think in a hypothetical situation where they were pre-partnered in yep. that, yep. I would pursue. If the interest was, you know, the intrigue has to be there. That would have to be a pretty deep intrigue. You know, like one of those contact situations where you're like, I have to know yep. what this person's about. Um, because that would be me entering the relationship in the number two situation. Right. Which is fine. Because I'm entering in also into a new relationship as number one. Right. Yeah, because between you and that person, yeah. you're number one. Exactly. That yeah, exactly. That's how the yeah. poly shit works. I mean, that makes Hopefully, sense. Ideally. That makes sense. As long as everyone's on, yeah, as long as everyone's on board, for right. sure. But if I'm searching for a partner, just an open partner, right. that isn't in a relationship already, right. then I yeah, want. If I'm if I'm gonna invest myself in pursuing that relationship right. to like 100, percent right, I need to feel and know that I'm at least number one in that scenario. At least number one, if not number <laughs> zero. Dude, <laughs> zero's not number. It's the absence of all numbers. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tangent. Let's talk about numbers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Actually, did you know? Uh, okay. Interesting. So, so that's. I mean, that's kind of how Marie and I approach it too. Where it's like we know a lot of poly couples that don't. What is do your? Uh, yeah. Okay. Poly. Yeah. And that is. And that is. It's called relationship anarchism, and it sounds like kudos to those who can do it because I. I think it's like, that's awesome. So essentially when you do that, none of your relationships are held higher than higher another. Than another one. And I Non-hierarchical? Think that is called, yeah, it's yeah. called relationship anarchy yeah, or sense. non-hierarchical poly. Yeah. Which is like awesome for some people. That does not, is not something that I necessarily want. I couldn't. Luckily, not something that Marie wants either. Unless, unless you were in a position where you aren't pursuing anything necessarily, but you get into a circle of people who are right. free love. You have a poly polycule, is what it's called. Which <laughs> is like multiple people that are like enmeshed in other <laughs> relationships. Those are what it's called. Okay. okay. And um, I can see that working. Or you know, if you had like a third partner and like y'all were all on the same. Yeah. Yeah. level with each other like nobody held a higher thing like the tribunal yeah and like that's the beautiful thing about non-monogamy is it's like it can it's an umbrella that can be whatever you want it's an umbrella term that just means everything that's not monogamy I mean honestly that's the one of the biggest benefits I think of like shifting into an open atmosphere right. in regards to relationship is because it's less about the fucking being able to do anything, it's more about the communication between the two people. Yep. Like, where yep. are you with each other? What's okay to do and what's not okay to do? Right. And that's no. really like the first conversation anybody should have for relationships. Right. I think that should be but, a, a non monogamous relationship. Yeah. Should, sure. should, yeah. Should have those check-ins. But it all took the time. it took till open relationship for me 
to honestly have that conversation. Me too. Almost every time. Me too. You know, depending on how you're. Hundred percent. I because we go into monogamous relationships with this um, cookie cutter idea of what the relationship is like. Yeah. You're not gonna emotionally. You're not gonna be romantically involved with other people emotionally or physically. It's yeah, kind of like pretty much. at least from, from the south, from the get go. Yeah, I think that's what most. I, I'm gonna guess that that's what most people's idea of monogamy is. Is that like? And obviously, it's that's a generalization. It depends on the people. Yeah. But like, you know, you're allowed to like. You want in a monogamous relationship? Yeah, romantic. Typically, other romantic partners that are physically or, or emotionally. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But it's like you can have friends where you have those like connections. But if it's it's if it's like somebody of the opposite sex, then all of a sudden it becomes this like seen as a threat to most people yeah, in yeah, generalization. Yeah. But like, no, uh, for sure, definitely. Yeah, I think just the non-monogamy just like opens those doors and saying like you can have other types of relationships that aren't purely platonic with people and it doesn't change the relationship you have right now. You know, it doesn't change no, your not relationship. At all. Yeah. It really just opens the amount of uh, willingness, how willing you are to like open yourself to other people and see right. where you're going to meet each other in the middle. Right. <laughs> it forces you into having <laughs> deep-ass conversations oh, yeah. a lot which is amazing I've never experienced that in a relationship before where it's like so easily you can and I mean I'm obviously very lucky like Marie is uh, it's so incredible and like there's nothing that we can work through by talking about it yeah there's literally like there's there's I don't think there's anything that would happen that could like cause us to be like wow should we this? Like we've even talked about that. <laughs> what are the hypotheticals? Yeah, yeah, we're just like, I'm like, we can't come up with anything. So it's like, I think we can, we can get through just about it. <laughs> we can pull this off. So I'm obviously coming from a place of like privilege that I found somebody that's so very, very secure. So yeah, yeah. So not, yeah, not only yeah that the security also like it's kind of like a hilarious situation, especially when I talk about it with other people because it's kind of like having your cake and eating it too. You know, where you're like, yeah, yeah, too much cake. Yeah, too much (laughs) (laughs) too much cake. Well, I'm getting fat. I got too much cake. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, from the, my like, migratory lifestyle that I've had the past couple years, I think is the first that kind of pushed me into that, them waters. Yeah. And then having like an actual conversation over yeah. those waters or a conversation relationship. <clears throat> but yeah, not being physical contact and physical intimacy is very important in like a direct, you know, connection. Right. And, and so yeah, when you yeah. just travel so much and things like that, it's I don't know. And you, like you wouldn't want to like if you say you met somebody and like y'all like very much fell in love but like you weren't able to be in the same place together would you want knowing that and like feeling that with yourself would you be like hey you can't you're not allowed to do that with other people while i'm gone no not right not myself now you know i can i can laugh at it now but like yeah years ago i would be like totally different probably or like i'll have to have like a pre-emotional roller coaster for a little while before I can actually figure out the stability that I'm right. capable of. Right. Uh, because, it, I mean, jealousy is a huge emotion oh my God. for me. Oh, me too. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's probably all the number one talk, too, because I'm like, I don't want to feel, I just want to feel wanted. Right. Very supremely. If, if I'm talking about, like, a very specific, I'm going to pursue this person relationship kind of way. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, the nice thing about uh, non-monogamy, or, or at least being open, and I don't even know the terms to use. Non-monogamy. I mean, that's I why it's easier. Yeah, because the umbrella of is non-monogamy wider. is just everything non. Yeah. It's not monogamy, yeah, so it's yeah. easier just to say, say that. I, yeah. There's so many fucking like caveats and like boxes you can put yourself in, and sometimes <laughs> it's just, sometimes it's just easier to say I'm not monogamous. Non-monogamous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. Do you I, think, there, you I think, think something you know, deep down in me is like a little. I don't want to say hurt, but like a little bit, there's a little retraction there just because of the ability to be like, 
sharing number one spot, but I think it, in from a healthy perspective, I think that's maybe just remnants of reactivity because it seems like from a, like a psychological perspective, a wellness perspective, uh, an open communication perspective with other people that you're doing this with, it's healthier. Because I feel like, at least for me personally, and I think cheating is a huge issue, and what, how many of <laughs> weddings have 50% of weddings in a divorce? Oh, yeah. I just oh, made yeah. that up. No, it's, it's, it's way up there. Yeah, yeah. It's incredibly and, high. And uh, I bet 90% of it is people cheating on each other. Yeah, dude, it's a, it's so natural. There's a Esther Perel has a book called, uh, uh, I think it's called Why We, no, not Why We Straight, uh, Infidelity, something. Anyway, Esther Perel has a book about cheating. The entire book is about, like, essentially how common it is. Oh, God. It, 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 sure it, it is unbelievable how common yeah. it is. Like, you're pretty much, if you live to be 30 years old, you're in a couple of relationships, you're almost guaranteed to either cheat or be cheated on. Like, it's just gonna happen. I mean, that's a pretty hard statistical push into the non-monogamy sector Dude, right there. And it's kind of like we're all just denying... Yeah, and what, like, what is primal? We're, we're denying what is so natural yeah. to us, which is to have, I think, a diverse selection of romantic and sexual partners. And, like, not even to say that, like... Uh, non-monogamy is like on on a moral level like higher than than monogamy because I don't necessarily believe that. Yeah, I no, just no, think no. that yeah. it <laughs> doesn't make sense to limit yourself to one person. Yeah, unless it works for people. Unless that's it, yeah, that it, it probably could, works yeah. for a, some people. Some people, but I don't think it works for everyone. Even no. Forty percent of people out there, yeah. and people who are just really—I feel like you got to be honest with yourself. And I mean, this is also coming from a background of like uh, Arkansas raised. Um, I've never been to a therapist, which I'm trying to not. Never been to a therapist, but side note, <laughs> never been to a therapist. All self, really, you know, self-reflective in yeah. a sense. Course, course corrective self self correction yeah. as well personal cognitive behavioral therapy yeah and all <laughs> sorts of explorations but yeah. uh, I feel like not even in the sense that I have an urge to pursue more sexual or intimate relationships but in the sense that if it arises on the stage of the world, like in front of me, yeah. I'm just just like having the ability to take that path if I want to yes. is more important than doing it. Than doing it, yep, yeah, hundred percent. Having yeah. the freedom, to know, just knowing, because like, yeah, I agree. Agree. For me, it's better. I, I am, <laughs> I'm happier knowing that I have the choice, the ability yeah. to do whatever I want, that would make that then sense. just do, because I'm I'm probably less likely to do it when I it's have like, the freedom to yeah, do it. Yeah. It's, it's like, <laughs> I don't even know like a good analogy for it, but it's like, if I just have a ton of sweets in front of me, I'm probably going to be like, oh yeah, maybe like I'll have one. But if somebody's like, you can't have any sweets yeah. at all, I'm going to really want us fucking, I'm going to want some fucking truffles, like, and I'm going to want some cake too, but it's like, yeah, I don't know if that was a good analogy, but like, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not sure it nails it on the head. It's like, don't, if you're going to restrict something that's going to make, it's like raising a kid and you restrict them yeah. from anything. It's it probably feels like a lack of freedom. Yes. On, I hope both parties part. Yeah. Because there's nothing about the reason to get into a relationship of any kind is because you have some sort of interest in being with that person for some sort of way, right? right. We only have so much attention and so much time, and so if you're sharing space with that person, obviously they're important right. in some way. Right. And it's like if I am gonna sacrifice all future experiences with people for this person, yeah. or it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, it's like, could anybody ever be everything for you? I don't. No. And God, I'll never be everything for someone Fuck else. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody I'm could. barely everything for myself. Yeah, nobody could. <laughs> yeah, no. It puts so much pressure on your partner 
they're like, you have to fulfill all of my sexual desires, all of my um, emotional, emotional yeah. you have to be everything for me. I, I, yeah, I just, it's a, and then knowing like, you know, I remember being in monogamous relationships and like having a, a, a magnetic attraction to somebody else. Yes. And, and not being able, just being like full of shame and guilt because I was even thinking about like wow what would it be like to kiss this person or like whatever like uh, I'm like you can almost feel I mean I can almost remember feeling retroactively bad for how I had interacted with someone in person before I even thought about what was happening like was I flirty I was too flirty yeah oh my god my fucking girlfriend would if she was here would be really upset because I was flirty you know it's yeah it's fucking boxes on myself or other people. You know what's rare and kind of fun? And this is kind of a, a, a tangential side swoop. Is flirting with males. Oh, dude, I love that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is so fun. It's rare that it, it really works, but sometimes it'll work. It's funny. Dude, I love hyping people up in a flirtatious way. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite things about interactions. It's so yeah. great. Anytime I see another mustache, all I'm just like, damn, bro, fuck, that mustache is killing looks sexy as fuck. And I was just like, oh my god, thank you. Thank you. And it's like, why can't we do this more? Or like, bro, you're fucking ripped. Yeah. Nice that should definitely look. be more uh, <laughs> upshots than downshots to people these days. Yeah. So, fucking homework for you people out there go give some random person a compliment. Dude, for sure. If you see something you like on somebody, tell, tell them. them. And yeah. you, like, you don't have to do it in a creepy way. Like, yeah, you don't have to catcall people. Even if it's that somebody means you're actually to. you're wanting something yeah. from them. Right. You can just say, yeah. Even if it's somebody you're attracted to, and you're like, oh, I would fuck this person. And you can still just be like, oh my god, I just want to let you know, your hair is incredible. Anyway. Yeah. See you later. Anyway. And then don't expect anything from it. It's pretty fucking easy. I think it's that's a creep. great way to look at lots of things. Like, yeah. Don't go into it with expectations, expectations of wanting something back. The expectations ruin yeah. everything. And no good relationships or transactions. Right, exactly. There should never be a tab or like a tally of like... Well, yeah, except for this fucking you. gas tally. <laughs> <laughs> that's different. Our yeah, relationship is, is yeah. different. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> well, that's okay. This, this could be an interesting trend. Speaking of flirting with males. <laughs> Damn, your mustache is looking pretty good over there. Yeah. I can't see it because it's dark as fuck. Uh, also actually, you don't. Yeah, you didn't take the mustache. No, I mean I've got a little bit. It's like it'll, more of a petty stash. It'll be like two days, and it'll be. Yeah, it'll be, pretty, it'll be more yeah. lush than mine does in fucking years. Um, okay, here's an interesting question. Why? Yeah, but we were like right eyes. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. No, I don't. It took till like I guess yeah. We were in 18 our 18 or 20s. We were in our 20s. 20s. Actually, like. Yeah. Dude, uh, maybe maybe you were one of the ones. Maybe we were the ones that made it out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> together. Uh, yeah. I mean, everybody else kind of. If we look back at like our other, you know, earlier. Um, yeah, friend groups. And and it's also it naturally over time. I think this happens to everyone. It naturally gets smaller because of the way we push ourselves through, like the education system, right, those kind right. of things. Because our community is big, right? And then right. life happens, and it continuously shrinks. And then usually it happens with the people you're working with, right? Uh, in like a career setting, then you end up being friends with them and that kind of stuff. But um, I think climbing was probably it had to be a huge. Oh, dude, there's no doubt. My memory is absolutely horrible. So <laughs> I can jog your memory. Right? Yeah, no, I mean, please, please do rejog my memory about anything. But I don't know. I think we went through some adaptive phases beside each other, right? As like a closer knit group, like one to four or something like that. And honestly, there was some rough situations through a lot of it. Oh yes. Always yeah, there always will be. Yeah, absolutely. But I guess because it's it's been easy to be open with you, that any time that something's happened, we've always been able to just like talk it out or work it out or yeah. just continue yeah. and progress. It's interesting that it's been so long. <laughs> now that I'm trying to reflect on it, yeah, on the fly. Yeah. I mean, it's been like I mean, probably like it's like 20 years. Wait, is that right? Probably been like 14. Somewhere in that range, right? You're in like, you moved back to yeah, Europe like you're like grade, ninth grade, eighth grade, eighth grade. So we had to be eighth grade, ninth grade, like twenty years. That's fucking wild. Yeah, it is fucking wild, actually. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, and I think, yeah, I think having mutual interests, yeah, has always been some like a clue, kind of. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's something about that in adolescent play yeah. between the sexes. Yeah. Is that <laughs> which is interesting. I think males will typically play beside each other, right. and females will play face to face traditionally. Interesting. Which is yeah, kind of interesting. But I do feel like we've co-adapted through so many different experiences. Now that I'm getting different flashbacks, like Hizzy or like yeah. fucking uh, those parties at the place outside Greenhouse Grill, and all different Wait, what flashback times. I mean, we're talking like evolutions through. <laughs> Um, yeah, socio spectrums, educational spectrums, so many different experiences. I think the the reason that I always felt drawn to you was because I kind of admired the way that you. I don't know. You just have a very different way of approaching situations and people, um, and it was always done like a sense of humor but you're also so fucking blunt <laughs> like like to the point where sometimes I'm just like <laughs> what did you you're not born with like a filter like but this is like you know like earlier like in our like 20s but it was always really really endearing I think where I was just like man this guy like does not give up like doesn't care and is just gonna say whatever's on his mind pretty much yeah that's true. And it was very, uh, I was just like, damn, I want a little more of that because I think I grew up very shy and like hesitant to like speak my mind and like have differing opinions. And yeah. so you were one of the first people I think I met that was just like, I don't fucking care. Like, I I don't agree with that. And I was like, whoa, I don't, I don't think that was cultivated in me as a kid. Yeah, fair. And I was just like, oh my God, you can, you can, yeah. <laughs> you can just disagree. <laughs> That's okay. And like, nobody's going to yell at you. Like, whoa. So I think that was just like very influential. And I kind of just always looked up to you in a way. Weird way. Yeah, in a I guess a weird way. I was always just like, I want this guy to be my. Also, you're just funny. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do enjoy real talk. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. It's like I've always really liked. I think it's like an Amish proverb or some shit <laughs> like that. It's like if you can't improve in silence, if you can't improve on the silence. Yeah, shut the fuck up. Like, I like that. It's not just worth blabbing about. 
things. Um, yep. It's about having like progressive, intelligent conversation where we're trying to get better either at what we're talking about or what we're doing or something. Are it's you adding like, to the conversation or are you just talking shit? Yeah. Like, fucking, yeah. And I think it takes, I mean, a lot of this could go back to relationships, which would be nice. It's like, um, listening. I've always really enjoyed being like a part of the situation, but not necessarily. This is kind of funny because I thought about this in why I like mountain guiding so much. Is because I'm not the show. Right. Right. I'm in an arena that is the show, and I'm just there to like provide the best experience I can through that medium. And so I like the same idea in like a social environment where I don't want to be like I, I don't. I'm not gonna hold the crowd because I don't know what the fuck. But I can understand what's happening, and then only like come in when it makes sense. Right. And so I think most of it just involves listening. And it's really hard. And that was one breakthrough that I think we had is like a relationship is when like I was like if and pretty much anybody that I'm trying to get closer to yeah. now I understand this is right. like you're gonna have to ask me questions that because was, it's just like not the way that I, my mind works. I remember that. That's like a, a core memory. And I think that's when we broke through like the because barrier. I've kind of yeah. always been the same way where like I um, I'm a better listener than I am like a, a speaker or a talker. I would I would much rather be on the listening side. And I think when you get two people who are like that, yeah, yeah. it kind of just there's still just a lot no of like we just did crickets, shit together. Crickets, yeah, 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 we were just, just like, didn't oh, talk about something. Shit. And I remember we were at Cowl at Fonros right. and we were camping. And this is when you had the Forerunner. And I remember we were literally like camping. We made a fire and we just sat there like not talking for like a while. And then you literally said you're just like. You know, if you ever want to, like, uh, talk about anything, just ask me something. <laughs> that was almost verbatim. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, I can do what? Because I'm so used to it being the other way. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, interesting. And I think that, like, that changed the way of game changer. Yeah. So good on you for, for like, sure. saying something. <laughs> I mean, well, that's also kind of funny, dude. There was, that reminds me of this Russian guy I had private ice climbing client for four days on the north ridge of baker and one-to-one -one, just me and him and we start out of the car and i am not gonna talk like right. i usually just wait to see like test the people like see what they're gonna say or like right, how long right. they're gonna go we went all the way for two and a half hours to camp it didn't say a word and i was like kudos man that was the first guy who was like in my head i was like Hmm, he got me. Like I would, I thought about should I speak, and then I was like, no, we've gone too far. You know, like now <laughs> yeah, you couldn't be not. I like, couldn't. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. no that, at, at that point, yeah. I'm like, now I'm on the like hierarchy of like power because right, I'm in right. charge. So like, I'm not gonna let up. But <laughs> what was your first like? What, do you remember like when you got to camp? Like what room? Oh, I just turn. I just remember coming to camp, turning, and then being like, okay, this is Merkwood camp, and like. Being like you're typically be in these social situations, like bathrooms over there, awesome. you know. <laughs> it's like this is the scope. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. That's cool as fuck. But uh, yeah, which is some. It's kind of interesting that you say that because, in a weird way, retrospectively, when I think about other people interacting with me, I have this very like unself-worthy aspect where I'm like, I wonder what they get out of it. You know, sometimes, because I'm just like, I'm really not good at, like, just generating conversation. <laughs> it's pretty, one of my least strong points. <laughs> and, like, I don't know. It's always interesting how we approach any relationship with another human, but, like, how it's two-sided, obviously. Right. They're coming at it for some reason that's, you know, beneficial for them or, like, intriguing in some way. But you can never be on the opposite side of the coin, you know? Right. You never truly know what's Yeah, you'll going never on truly know. Uh -huh. <laughs> head, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's always been a, a safe base with you to be like, there's no topic that I couldn't talk about or like, I could probably tell you almost any fact about I could have done something and I'd just be like, yeah, this is the first person. 
unless I murder someone, then I have one more person to tell before I call you. <laughs> Shout out, you know who you are. Uh, and then uh, that no, it's never gonna happen. But just so you know, uh, yeah. No, yeah. I feel like that that level. Of, I I feel the same way about you. Or like, um, I mean, it's it's obviously like I have two people in my life like that now, where it's like, yeah. Like there's weirdly with that there's not a hierarchy for me when it comes to like that you makes sense. and Ben Marie. That totally there's makes sense. there's not a hierarchy there, and like she knows that that I'm like this is also my number one. Like I can have multiple number yeah. ones. So I guess in that way, I, I they're also different number ones. Right? They they, yeah. they they're they like an apple and an orange. Different. Yeah, they exist <laughs> in different ways. Both equally amazing, just like different in different ways. Um, but yeah, I don't feel like there is a topic that is off balance with you, and that I would feel any type of judgment from yeah. you because you think so um, logically, and like your mind is really sharp. So, I'm like, if I had like a major problem, I would want your advice because I like respect yeah. your ability to think, think, think about things and like problem solve. I'm like, if there was like a real problem or like I was in trouble or you know, anything, I'd be like, okay, that's obviously the person I'm going to talk to. <laughs> I always wonder in a weird way who's going first. <laughs> yeah. You know you're I mean? more like, well, I guess you're not really. I no, drive. We okay. both drive. That's how much you drive. <laughs> we both. I, mean, I probably actually at 80 miles dude, an hour I right probably now. drive more than you do. Probably, actually, so actually, I'm probably going to go first. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's gonna suck. Yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be really. That rough. was one of the reminders today. There were like four things you have to remind yourself every day in this Buddhist talk I was listening to. And uh, one, oh, I am not exempt from old age. I am not exempt from death. I am not exempt from losing everything I've ever loved. <laughs> uh, and I don't remember the other one, but those are pretty much to the point. You get, you get the meaning. I think it's probably just as early. Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just like, that's like... It's true. It's like yeah. most blunt capital T fact. I mean, if yeah. we were going to take a list of the capital T's, yeah. that's probably them. I mean, that's like, like the, the, the same you know, stoic practice of meditating on your own death. It's yeah. the same thing. That just like impermanence is a, a capital T truth. It's inevitability. And Why would you turn I think one from? really beautiful thing about our relationship is it feels like a force multiplier. Like, I never feel diminished in any way, no matter what the situation is. It's almost like every time I'm with you, it's like a... It multiplies the factor, so it's just better. Right. Like, it just gets better, so it's like, okay, <laughs> let's just keep right. going. Which are the, like, only types of people that I really want in my life. Yeah. Because when it's like, if you're at all taking away from my yeah, enjoyment, why the fuck would I want to be around yeah, you? Totally. I don't give a shit if we've been friends for 20 years. Yeah, you know, no, like, totally. Yeah. If, you, if it gets to the point, you know, and there's obviously, like, for your listen, he's going through some depressive episode or whatever. We won't get into all the caveats, but, like, yeah, totally, I agree. Like, I, that's all it's literally, I, I was like, I don't even give a shit if we climb, dude, we could just do acid and go to a fucking museum. Yeah, I was yeah. like, that'd be, we could just do that for a week. I was like, hang with you, actually, that's... That sounds great. That sounds fucking fun. Maybe not for seven days. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go on a seven-day bender? Seven nights at the museum. But yeah, really, it's just like I... You, yeah, you you heighten any experience that I'm having. And so why wouldn't I want to do things with you? Yeah. You, you make all the things that are better. So it's like, fuck yeah, let's... And it's really cool. In a, sometimes it sucks, but like that we don't see each other as often as, as often we as we used to. Because yeah. I feel like when we did like live together or live in the same city, we weren't as close. Yeah, that's true. But now that we're, you know, live, on, live quite far away from each other most of the time, the times that we do spend together, I think, are more intentional. Higher, yeah, higher efficiency. Yeah. For sure. And we're like, I don't know. It's, and it, it's great that we can just pick up at any time. It's like, you know, you, you have those certain, like, lovers around the world. Or not around the world, maybe around the world, but mine, <laughs> mine aren't around the world. But, like, around the country where it's like, you have this connection with them. And you, 
only see them once every couple of years, but when you do, it's like you pick yeah, back up. Yeah, nothing definitely. is, everything has changed in your life, but nothing has changed, changed in between your, you two. Yes, and I feel yeah. that way with you every time. It's yeah. like, we literally just pick up and we're already fucking off. And I don't like, know how many people have relationships like that of of quality and quantity. Yeah. I think it can't be that many. It's just, yeah. it would be so taxing. How much time do you how much time fucking people got? Right. Well, and that's why it's nice to, like, I don't know. I, I, I have some friends. I actually have a friend um, in Salt Lake who we kind of went through a little bit of a tumultuous thing because we don't share a lot of hobbies. We don't hang out all the time. And there was, like, a couple months where we, like, didn't hang out. And he got kind of other people, you know, it's just like, I don't know where that relationship stands, like, we don't hang out anymore, yeah. so I had to reach out and be like, look, dude, um, here are the reasons why we, we don't hang out, like, we don't share the same hobby. This is like, like a friend breakup, basically. Well, well, I didn't break up, I was just like, dude, I, I feel the same way about you as I did the last time, the last time we yeah. hung out. The distance doesn't change things for me, the, the distance in time or space doesn't change things for me. Yeah. That's maybe just how I operate, and if that's not how you operate, then like that's okay. We, you know, you probably have to reach out more. Uh, yeah, you're, you're gonna <laughs> yeah, have to reach yeah. out to me more. I mean, that is, I think that's one trait that maybe both of us lack, and that's why it takes so long. And also with other relationships in my life, I'm very bad at like remembering cyclical <laughs> both time and like events. And there's just so much happening. Yeah, it's really easy for like three months to just Yeah, me to get lost in the sauce of the world. Yeah. You just like get in your own thing. Which I actually I don't mind. I don't feel like like I've never felt like oh my god George like hasn't reached out to me. And that's the, also yeah. the beauty of like being on social media. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like true. I, I don't I don't feel disconnected from you ever. No. Really. No. I mean because it's only anything that's real it's gonna come from my mouth too. Yeah. <laughs> next time, next time we see each other. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, yeah, it's honestly just like easy, and I wish other, I wish other, I hope other men have similar relationship with their other male men. friends. I don't know. I'm sure some do, but I think that um, we have a very like healthy relationship that we just like. We're like. I mean, do we even put a lot of, it's like, we don't even have to force, like, no. <laughs> you know, like, Not some people have to, like, scheduling time to hang out, it's like, oh, it's fucking easy, like, yeah, see you when I see you, it'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And there's just so much history, I mean, I've only had, like, yeah, there's just a lot of good things, too. Well, you did a lot of drugs together. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I think a lot of the lot psychedelic really psychedelic. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, quite there's there's quite a lot of baggage with these things. Our souls are bonded right now. now. <laughs> I mean, uh, we we're talking talking about this is what we were talking. I was talking about earlier when we're talking about so many almost epochs of self development because we have like spiritual progress and uh, the whole years of psychedelic use. I mean, I basically started synonymously, I think, with you. Yeah. And just fucking pushed in every way that we pushed the envelope. I mean, we had, uh, I think the first time we did mushrooms together, both yeah. of us together. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, a lot of our, like, big, like, research chemical and, like, <laughs> the things we thought were LSD that yeah, were actually not probably LSD. research chemicals. Yeah, definitely. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Salvia. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think that was... I honestly think that and climbing. If I feel like if one of those didn't, didn't happen, then maybe yeah. we wouldn't be yes, maybe close where yeah. we're at now. I don't know. Because we look back and like none of our other friends during that time um, continued their psychedelic journeys, really. No. Or continued climbing. Yeah. And we just were like, well, let's just fucking go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is expansive in so many ways because. Right. Climbing is incredibly expansive in regards to like so many levels, like travel, culture, uh, self-development, personal strength. Like I'm capable, right. I am now capable. Right. Like so many different, and so is our psychedelics in that regard. Yeah. Where it's like 
can be supremely expansive if you're ready for what it entails. <laughs> even if you're not. Even if you're not well, ready. Yeah, Sometimes I mean, you just get your head thrown through the fucking window. It's true. Like, there you go. And, but it'll teach you something. Right. Like, they're all a valuable lesson no matter what way they go. Right. Because <laughs> Lord knows they've been some squiggly ways. Which, like, and, and who knows if that came about from the psychedelics or if we both... Because, like... I don't know. We, I think we both had interesting spiritual developments. Like, I I feel like we kind of hit it at different times. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I had a very early introduction to, like, uh, Buddhism. Actually, through Corey, like, introducing nice. me to, like, Buddhist thinking. And then, you know, like, yoga practice yeah. was, like, very... And I, I, th- I think, actually, feel like that time in our life, like, we weren't super Yeah, close. you're right. Yep. And because I, I was just going down this, like, very uh, different path, and then, like, you know, it, it, we, we just kind of, like, went in and out of these things at different times. And now they've kind of solidified into, like... Very, very similar, too. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. It's weird that we, I think, have a... Uh, yeah, no, it almost just feels like we are, like, we mutually grow in kind of the same direction, even though we're not... It's like similar trajectories. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> I don't know how it I don't, I don't. I don't really know either. It's almost like those, uh, what's the, like, physics thing where there's, like, two atoms that, like, are joined and they, like, affect each other, but they're going to be, like, Quantum entanglement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or either you're about to talk about Mobius strip. Like, oh, that's oh. cool, too. Yeah, it's about that. Yeah. The Mobius Strip is one thing, we are two individual things. Well, no, it is. That's why a Mobius Strip is unique, is because it's a two-dimensional surface on both sides. Right. But it's one, one surface. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So there are two entities, but one is That's well. just trippy as fuck. Yeah. Because it's literally just a strip of a short twist for me. Yeah, yeah. Who the fuck did that? It was just like, oh, what the shit. Mathematics <laughs> here is fucked but yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. I don't really know why that happens. I think it's just because, I mean, of so many different variables. But we just have, I think, a lot of the same views towards life. Towards How do you love. feel about raising a family? What, is that, what does that make you think of when I say that? Um, I mean, I immediately think of kids. And you already know that I yeah. am not planning on having kids. It would be actually life. a miracle. You would be a very terrible miracle. <laughs> I would not be psyched. Not be psyched. Um, I mean, everyone who's not a Christian is not psyched. Fucking Jesus is the <laughs> Luckily, there's like... I don't, I don't even know how successful vasectomies are, but I'm pretty sure they're like... The chances of them reaching oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with what no, I have, yeah, I don't the, think you, the yeah. cauterization and the stapling, I don't think I have a chance of that. Yeah, I think that's why it'd have to be a miracle. <laughs> yeah, literal miracle. The next uh, Messiah is actually going to be born by my wife. Well, she has a tubal ligation. She had her tube removed, so she can't have any tubes. But does that mean that the term family morphs for you? Or, hey, I mean, no, I feel, I, yeah. No, okay, so, so a family to me does not need to be a biological. Yeah. Because I feel like you're my family. Yeah. And we're not really. Oh, we're not. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, and so, I don't know. I, 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 right now in my life, don't have the desire to raise a family, whatever that means. I mean, I guess if you consider family like a pig and maybe some goats, that sounds fucking sick. I would definitely raise a family of like baby goats. Yeah. Or like, yeah, a bunch of cats. Lower, slower animals. <laughs> well, okay, so so is that something that you... Is that something that you feel like you want before you die? Like you want to raise a family? I do think. I mean, that putting it in the context of before I die, yeah, I, there's desire there. I think it's so much... It's almost akin to a psychological trip for me. In the sense that it's a door that once you open, can never be unopened. Right, exactly. You can't unring... Well, yes, it's a, <laughs> it's a path. It's a path that like you also you can. Mit, uh, I, I don't want to say miss out on experience, but it's the best way to put it because like the experience of like having a life there 
I mean, I do understand also, like, restrictions. I'm a male. I can't have a baby. So, like, I'm realistic in that regard. But, like, there's even been thoughts in my head where I'm like, dude, if I'm financially stable and I'm, like, 48 or 50 years old and I could adopt, like, a fucking kid. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, at least I have a choice to adopt a kid if I wanted to. Which is kind of a different sheet, but it's still overall the same trajectory progress in a life experience yeah. where you're like bound to this entity and, like and I, it's growth through yeah. the process of discovering the world for how it is and I think that is the beautiful thing it's what I would like to have at some point hopefully with a partner who's willing <laughs> to have a baby yeah. Yeah. because like that whole process just a, re- a it's a fucking human reboot that you right. get to watch and right. just be a part of and it's never going to work. It's never going to be perfect. It's yeah. never going to be perfect. No matter what you do, something you've already done something wrong. Oh, yeah. And you've done you something wrong by bringing out. the child yeah. to the world. I mean, <laughs> for sure. Without consent. <laughs> <laughs> how, how am I going to get that consent? No, I, I don't. I, I do I get it. understand yeah. it. I, there's, so there are certain draws to it that I... I mean, I've thought about this a lot, too. Like, going through the process yeah, the of not being able to have kids. I'm like... There was some hesitation there because I was like, am I, like, there are obviously going to be experiences that I am not going to have. Like, I'm never going to get to see my part, like, watch my partner give birth to our child. And that's something that, like, yeah, in a, in a very small part of my, like, soul. Yeah. Is like like aches and like it's like that's why I was he also doesn't sad. believe in souls, but I get it. Right, right you know what I mean. Like my <laughs> don't tell them what I believe and don't believe in. Um, but then also I think about the other way where I have known many parents, yeah, oh, and even my own parents yeah. are just like the amount of things that I didn't get to do because I had kids. Oh yeah, outweighs for me the feeling of like, oh, I didn't get to like I mean, no, no. see this That's why I don't have a kid now. copy of myself you know what I mean? shit its pants forever. Well, I'm only going to have a kid <laughs> if it makes sense. Right. You know, and I'm I get it like, later in life. Like, yeah. that's... Oh, unfortunately, the male species has... <laughs> species. The male sex has a, a lot longer germination. <laughs> yeah. We got babies up till we're like... Yeah, which is kind of crazy, but... That's kind of real shit, though, for women oh, going yeah. to, you know, what is like 40 might be max? I'm Dude, 40 is max. Is that, yeah, yeah, max yeah, you're getting, you're yeah. getting, like, late 30s, I feel like they're like, okay. Dude, like, that's uh, why. Yeah, I think my mom was like 37. Yeah. So, I'd give to. Yeah. That's why you got the give to. Yeah. That's why you are the way that you And are. no filter. No, and I, I, like, I have always talked about it as like, maybe one day I'll change my mind and want a family but like that's why adoption is amazing I don't yeah. I don't feel like you don't I need a biological connection yeah. I don't give a shit about my bloodline or my family name yeah. it, it, we're not in the medieval ages like it doesn't fucking matter we're all brand that bitch with my coat of we arms. are one of seven billion eight eight billion eight. people why does your little name and bloodline yeah, matter it doesn't it. matter it doesn't fucking matter so for me I'm like if that ever changes for me or like say I have another partner who like has What's a kid yeah. like I would happily try to step into that I don't want to but like that, I might change I'm only 34 I might change by the time I'm 40 you know so like, yeah. yeah and who knows I mean if Marie had wanted to have a fucking kid and she was just like yeah, I don't want to get divorced. I have a fucking kid right now. But like, yeah. thank God. Shout out to Marie. Thanks for nipping that in the blood. <laughs> and for access. And for yeah, yeah. Luckily, we had access. Yeah, totally. Four years ago or whatever. Um, Shout out to all the progressive states yeah. out there, <laughs> where we can still have women's uh, reproductive rights take care of. Abortion access for everyone. Which and is also a very I mean, I'm, I've fucking just traveled so much recently that I've just haven't been able to be like, I need to schedule an appointment to get a vasectomy. But do I do feel like there are way better alternatives for birth control on the male side of things 
than the female side of things. Yeah. So just putting that, that out. Yeah, Jeez, I mean, come we've been on. waiting since we were in college. Remember when that was like? Yeah, I mean that's. We found out about that shit. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Look up Vasagel. Yeah, it's uh, a groundbreaking, and we still can't get it. Yeah, yeah, we can go to India and get it. Yep. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. where it was most widely used. Yeah, fuck the FDA. Yeah. Just kidding. They, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I think that's who's holding it up. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I mean that's a, a huge, especially if you're like not, if you're not game with pullout or condoms or whatever the situation is like. That's a shitty responsibility for a woman to have, to considering all, all the, like, if, like, a copper IUD or whatever works well for that woman, thank God for that, right. but, like, the hormones or, like, some people get better, Dude, some people you, get worse, I, how could you know? What about just, like, put oh, definitely, Holy but, like, shit. could you imagine, like, just the, uh, the, uh, willy-nilly birth control period at the beginning of your cycle? Oh like, if I was going to a doctor, it's, like... He's like, yeah, we'll just prescribe this one for you. And you're like, well, okay. This one makes me want to kill myself. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, I'll try what this other one. Oh, this fuck? one makes my fucking hair fall out. Like, I'll try another one. It's it's, it's just because, like, for decades and centuries, yeah. we just have cared less about women. Yeah, And, definitely. like, their pain. We don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't even vote until the 1900s. Right? Reproductive rights are still not legal. Oh my so, god, yeah. <laughs> speaking of men, everybody go out and get a vasectomy or uh, be okay with not. You know, if you don't consent. support abortion, you should not get to. Or be able to throw down 50 bucks whenever you want. <laughs> but yeah, you have no say. Don't sleep with men who don't support abortion. Amen. Fuck them. Fuck them. But don't fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. That seems like a good That's a <laughs> wild tangent for those. Is that an hour? 52. Yep. Damn, we're killing it. 